This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five Alex Grinch replacements. I have not included any current head coaches in this. So Why? No Dave Aranda. Yeah, because I don't like it's yeah. It's harder for me to wrap my head around and I don't want it like Zach Arnett could have been in this as well. Yeah. You know, in Mississippi yeah. State. Uh but I'm I'm just not I'm not going down that road. Because again, I like while those guys would be if they're not at their current places, would be great hires as anybody's defensive coordinator. You know, it, it remains to be seen. Yeah, I just bring that up because I've seen that uh I mean shoot. Garrett That's, would love for Dave Aranda to be the LSU defensive coordinator. I'm all bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, but I don't think he's going it. anywhere. And and yeah, they yeah. they. Uh, I I don't think he's going anywhere until he goes somewhere. Like right, I, you know, yeah. um, and I know that USC fans have two guys at the top of their list, and he's he's one of them. Uh, and it would be a great fit, but but I'm not I'm not going there yet. All yeah. these guys are assistants currently. <laughs> Number five, Trent Bray from Oregon State uh, recruits the West Coast. Oregon State's about to not be a Power Five school. Uh, all these things. He's a guy on the rise. Uh, seemingly, you would think that you might be able to money whip this guy, especially and get him to USC, uh, Oregon State. Pretty consistent defense. I know it's not been perfect, but nobody's really is in college football anymore. But over the last couple of years, the Beavers have won games because of their defense and they've been able to do that uh, because of Trent Bray so I would think that he's going to be on the list especially since he recruits the West Coast uh, and knows that well yeah I mean they won the other night because of defense Mm -hmm. uh, I mean with Colorado so yeah they've been especially at home they are ferocious Mm -hmm. uh, defensive unit but yeah no they're they're good on that side of the ball and uh, that's just been a fun team to continue watching I've enjoyed that like some of the the I mean, I'm sure it doesn't take much to search and find, like, all the scuttlebutt about their future. You know, that's that's not far away at any given click. But I've kind of stayed away from that just because I've wanted to enjoy just their season. And, uh, yeah, the defense has been a big part along with their, you know, uh, their run game. DJU obviously has been uh, a guy who we've talked about a, a bit more glowingly uh, than uh, than we had here in recent years. So uh, it's been a been a good story all the way around for them, and and some big games left to go. I mean, I know they're kind of their their great hopes sort of gotten mm-hmm. got knocked a little bit, but uh, they can still make some noise down the stretch. And so yeah, it's going to be fun to watch how they finish here. Number four, you're not going to like this one, Smokey. Tony White in no, Nebraska. No, 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 no. <laughs> he he's very good. He's he really very good. Now, they, and they, yeah, he's done he, a good he's job. He's just one of those things that I, – I, look, I think Nebraska has the financial wherewithal to keep him. I think that he – you know, it's clearly working. Out, like, that's not their problem. Uh, you know, they, obviously everybody can get better, yeah. but they're not losing games because of their defense. No, they, uh, they're, they're, they're losing because they turn the ball over too much. Yes, and that's not, that's not the defense's fault. No. But he is a guy on the rise – and there's always a job out there that's willing to to go nuts for you. And USC is in, I don't call them desperate, but they're in a mode right now where they're close to that to make this right. Uh, Lincoln Riley is not a guy who likes to admit when he is wrong, clearly. And firing Alex Grinch took him a long time to do. So now you've got a guy who does admit when he's wrong and takes pictures of bad brisket, not even admitting he did that wrong. Uh, and, and then the fish after the fish, the fish, yes, yeah. that, that, all that, that salmon, yeah, uh, tuna, oh, it just, oh, just ripped to shreds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it was, it died in vain. It looked like a shark had attacked it. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, but 
Tony White, one of those guys on the rise, and if, if that's the guy he sets his sights on, you know, it would be hard to see USC not making that happen for him. Yeah, I'm excited for Matt Rule and uh, a lot of that staff that we got to know a little bit years ago uh, for you know them or to see. I'm excited to see them having some of the success that they are having. I'm also not surprised by like the fact that they're winning more games than Nebraska's really been accustomed to lately. I'm also not surprised that it's not the sexiest product in the world, but I think that Nebraska fans are just like, hey, just win games and we'll we'll be Iowa fan and just like get to, you know, uh, and it's not that that bad. But I I do wonder. Um, you know they're going to get better along the way. They're they're going to get a quarterback in there. You know they're gonna they're gonna improve offensively and all of that. But the defense has been fun, and that's not a surprise either with a, a Matt Rule football team. But man, that loss to Michigan State really put them in a little bit of a pickle. Um, at five and three, you lose that game that should have been, you know, a, a game that you expect to win uh, with Michigan State's struggles this year. But hey, you lose twenty to seventeen, and now you're looking at Maryland at home. Who's, pretty, this, who's better? Yes. Who's pretty good offensively. They can score. Wisconsin on the road. Um, no Tanner Mordecai. Obviously, he got hurt, our buddy. And uh, they turned to another Texas kid there, a quarterback. And then Iowa to close the year. So, how are you feeling about getting win number six? I, I, I had the worst feeling about Michigan State. I, they've been playing well enough to win in a West division that sucks. But you can out, you know, you score 15 to 20 points a game, you can survive. They, they just. The defense is good under Tony White, but they did not make plays. They did not force turnovers. That's what they've done, and when they don't, they're not any good. at. I, I, I think they'll get one of those three. Uh, I'm, am I sold on it? No, but they are at least in position where they are already not locked out of making to a bowl game. Yeah, I wouldn't feel great about uh, the Iowa game there at the end of the year just because they they'll, already they'll struggled lose to that score. Game six to three. Exactly. Um but you know, you could you could jump up and grab Maryland at home this weekend or beat Iowa last year. Yeah, or go beat uh, Wisconsin and Madison or go beat Iowa at home. And and you know what? That that, that talk about a raucous crowd if you need yeah. win number six the very end of the year. So yeah, that's that's gonna be interesting as they're cutting it a little close after that loss to Michigan State. Yeah, absolutely. Number three, Joe Rossi at Minnesota. Um Minnesota is in games because of Joe Rossi. He's only 41 or 40, maybe 44. Young coach, uh, another guy on the rise. And uh, look, if I'm living in Minnesota, uh, which is beautiful in the spring, uh, but if they, uh, in summer, but if they called me and said, uh, hey, do you like anywhere but there? I'd be like, yes. How about Southern California? Oh, you don't say. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> ching, ching. Maybe he'll yeah. miss the snow. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's one of those guys. But they're doing very well. He's, they're very good on the defensive side of the ball under P.J. Fleck. They're not good on offense. This could be the match that they that they need to happen uh, at USC. So I would not be surprised to see Joe Rossi get a call. He's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He wants cold weather. Okay. Nah, I don't mean like officially. Oh, Coach Rutgers, Maine. Hey. Look, Smokey, I grew up around a bunch of people from that part of the country that eventually said, F it, I'm yeah. going to go live I'm no, going to go I'm live just, on a canal. I'm just telling you. <laughs> let, yeah, No, but he, they are pretty good. But is everybody in the West defensively pretty good, or are they just not very good on offense? I like think Iowa, both. Yeah. I think both, and I yeah. think I uh, can't wait for the divisions to go away so that we can yeah. see a, a better conference matchup than the just, like, whoever's the best out of this group that's mm-hmm. clearly not up to snuff with, like, the top three teams over it's, here in any given year. Well, Wisconsin and Purdue. I mean, Purdue, I know Purdue's not in that side but Wisconsin is the first one that did something about it knowing what's coming 
Right, like with they, Fickle? Yeah, with Fickle and, and Phil Longo and all that. Now, they're not great at it right now, but they, they're they the ones who've been like, all right, well, we've got to adjust. Yeah, and I understand that there might be the sentiment, and I and I think it's valid of like, well, it's not going to be great because then you rule Purdue out the Iowas or the, uh, you know, the Wisconsin, or I'm not, you know what I'm saying, like Nebraska getting in there because now they'll have like, less than 5% chance in any given yeah. year because they'll have to go against everybody. So I, I see the, this both sides of it. But, yeah, when you're talking about, like, well, somebody's got to win this side and the other side's, like, stacked to yeah. death, it's like, ah, we could probably get a better matchup in the end here. You yeah. know? That's cyclical, but not lately. Right, not lately, not lately. Purdue is in the West. By the way, oh, that, yeah, and that Minnesota loss last weekend was uh, really bad. That was a really bad loss. To, yeah, to yeah, yeah. Purdue the played in the championship game. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, Purdue and Wisconsin have done something about this. And, look, just because you say that they have a 5% chance or whatever that's true but if you have the wherewithal to do it yeah. you can do it like nobody's stopping iowa from changing and being a a yeah, new no, uh, uh, i mean other than their but coach they still win they're, they're here they are they're 72 by the way everyone in the west only wisconsin has over 200 points 212 through nine games do the math well all of them would be fired like brian five Ferentz. of the six all six of, of the seven or five of the six in the east have 240 up to nearly 400 points scored because they're playing the teams in the Uh, West. Yeah, also, I do think that Iowa set that bar for Brian Ferentz because they knew that there would be no way that he could clear it, uh, so they they would have their excuse. Number two, Tony Gibson at NC State. Uh, I don't know if you guys have have caught NC State in the last couple weeks. They are really rolling along. Actually, they just announced that their quarterback, MJ Morris, who's helped them through this uh, streak they're on, is he's played his four games. He's going to redshirt the rest of the year because they're in a quarterback situation next year where uh, they're losing, you know, some veterans, and they only have an incoming freshman in him. So he's going to redshirt the rest of the year, and Brent Armstrong back in as starting quarterback. But they win games on the back of this defense, who is really, really good under Tony Gibson. Now he might be in position to take a a head coaching job, which, you know, makes him more difficult uh, to maybe grab than some of the other guys on this list. But I think they could do a lot worse than Tony Gibson. Uh, And, you know, no offense to NC State, uh, but USC is a better job. Clemson and Miami, the last two games they've won. Yeah. Two teams that I know they aren't quite what they would expect to be, but that's still nice wins. Well, I mean, their three losses are all to pretty – Dadgum good teams. They lost to Duke. They lost to uh, Louisville, and they lost to Notre Dame uh, yeah. early in the year. So like, those are their three losses. And yeah, you'd rather not be six and three, but that's that goes to show you that they're pretty good six and three. Yeah. Like they've lost to some good teams. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would look Dave Doran as a head coach. I, I really think he's quite good. I, I think that he's he's a little old school, uh, and I think if you need that kind of a punch, you know. Uh, hiring Dave Doran and his staff wouldn't be a, a terrible idea if you're looking for a, a new head coach. Number one, and not again, not to take it away from poor NC State. They, they deserve everything they get. They're, they're, they've done things well over the years. Number one, Jim Leonard, who's an analyst at Illinois right now, was the interim coach at Wisconsin uh, at the end of last year, their longtime defensive coordinator who did great work. I said long time, but several years as the defensive coordinator there. Uh, his alma mater decided not to hire him and then went with Luke Fickle. So he's been on uh, Brett Bielema's staff as an analyst this year. There is some thought that, like, Maybe he could get the Indiana job if Tom Allen is let go. Uh, and if that's the case, it's another guy that you might see as a USC coordinator candidate because he was a pretty darn good defensive coordinator. That's why he got the job at Indiana. But Jim Leonard, I think, is their number one guy. And part of the reason is is that 
They really, for recruiting purposes, need to get this done as fast as they can. The path of least resistance is to hire somebody who you don't have to pull off of, a, of an on-field staff, and Jim Leonard could very well do that and hit the ground running and recruit some of those guys. I was surprised that Matthew Pallage was hired as defensive coordinator out of Oregon. I was surprised that Leonard was not a Randa, or maybe he was, and it just didn't work out because of the connections to Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, maybe he just wanted to take a break and mm-hmm. not uh, dive right into an unfamiliar uh, And not lose some of the money. Yeah. Could you imagine how, like, heartbreaking it is to be the head coach at your alma mater and have people support you and then – them not give you the job, not because they don't like you, just because there there's just somebody out there who's got a bigger name than you, yeah. and that's Luke Fickle. And it's just I think you might need a year to you know salve the burn a little bit. Yeah, yeah. but I mean if uh, if that's the direction that USC is able to go, that would be obviously a, a grand slam hire, and and a number of these guys would. So yeah, that that would be fascinating because I think the the prevailing sentiment coming out of the weekend was not like oh my god, finally they fired Alex Grinch. That was part of it, but I think it was mostly based on what I saw at least, man, they just wasted Caleb Williams last year and they have totally, you know, thrown all of the expectations to the wayside and and those are all gone and forgotten. And now it's just like, how strong can they close? And that's going to be the way that Caleb Williams' USC career ends, unfortunately, because that defense wasn't up to snuff and really makes you wonder just kind of, you know, how much second guessing there is by Riley as far as uh, should they have made a move prior to this year. Obviously, when you're firing a guy, a little over midway through the season, yeah, you probably should have. But hey, hindsight's twenty twenty, and, and they'll probably swing a big stick. And Jim Leonard would would be a yeah. grand slam. But, like by I the said. way, Paxton asked Paul, "Where are the big names, buddy? These are pretty big defensive coordinator yeah. names." And also, sometimes it's not about making the biggest fish hire; it's about making the right hire. Winning the press conference only lasts for a day. Yeah, no, you're right, and. Uh, you know, Bobby Petrino was a big name hire yeah. this mm. offseason. Yeah. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.